All right, troops, strong and conditioned, live and direct from Glasgow, Scotland. And tonight I have the great honour of had, having on Yofan, a.k.a. Guerrero Fitness. One of the, the guys that I've discovered on Instagram who has a powerful message to share and also a fitness guy to boot. So, Yofan, how are you, brother? Oh, great, man. Thank you for having me here, big dog. You know, it's an honour to uh, be interviewed by somebody that's out of the country, man. I have a lot of people that, uh, you know, that I have talked to, you know, and, and it's amazing how this platform here could reach just uh, at a high magnitude. And uh, it, it's awesome, man. It's awesome that people could hear your message from other countries and I'm able to tap in with them through this platform, man. So it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. a blessing. Okay. So going by that, who was the last Scottish guy you spoke to? I wasn't Scottish. It's uh, to me, it's foreign. It's uh, Australia guy from Australia, right, right, Australia, right. Switzerland. I got a couple of clients in Australia, Switzerland, uh, Spain. Uh, it's just, uh, just that that's like like foreign for me, man. Like that's like crazy for me, you know. And and uh, now Scotland, you know, me talking to somebody that's just, uh, you know, I never been out of the country before. So to me, it's like something that's, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing, you know. Yeah, I think there's a statistic that only 10 or 20% of Americans actually own a passport. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, well, as a matter of fact, I need to get my passport because uh, they want me to go down to Australia to do a, a podcast with uh, one of the, the guys that's very uh, influence, uh, influencer in fitness, you know. Yeah, yeah. Have uh, Australia's very far away. I, I I stayed in Australia for a year. How far? Oh, as far from where you're at? It, oh, it's about twenty six hours by plane. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, and the 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 jet lag you get in Australia is off the scale. Oh shoot! Like, All right, off the scale. So anyway, you'll find for the listeners who are not aware of the person you are could you please give us a like a brief rundown as to how you get started and what it is you do and how you got to where you are at this point yeah yeah absolutely and uh check this out uh lee before we start anything i just wanted to know that these glasses i'm branding them so i have to wear them every time i do a podcast i'm wearing them not that i don't want to wear them but everybody's like where's your glasses we need you with your glasses i'm branding these glasses but yeah that that's i wanted to you know i let you know so you want to think like hey this guy doesn't take his glasses off no man but that's just i just want to you know that's that's my character man but uh no absolutely man you know uh i drove trucks for 19 years semi trucks you know i was a truck driver i always loved fitness i was into fitness uh you know ever since i got out of the youth authority which you know i got in trouble on my younger years i was incarcerated through all my pretty much uh, teenage years. And when I got out and decided enough is enough, I started finding uh, something that I could do, you know, and make money and uh, something related to fitness, you know? So uh, I, I I apply at like any, like GNC or any place that had to do with fitness. Just, I want to, you know, just get into fitness, some, some sort, you know? So I ended up working at a warehouse where they used to do all kinds of uh, protein bars, Matrix, EAS, all the old school, uh, you know, uh, bodybuilders, uh, what they had, their brand back then, EAS was big, Matrix was big. That's like, 
it, it, it disappeared. It's not there no more, really. You know, now it's not that popular, but back then it was it was popular. So we used to work there, uh, actually make make the whole thing, process it, and ship them out. You know, so it was like a big warehouse that dealt with a lot of different companies. You know, and uh, yeah, so so it was like white label there. You know, we make it there, we would label it, wrap it, boom, and ship them out. You know, so uh yeah i was there for for a while and then after that you know one of my boys introduced me to uh truck driving he's like hey man you want to make some real money and you don't have to be a school graduate you know so you could just you know apply here get your class a license apply here and you're gonna make some great money he was making about 100k back then in 90 in the late 90s it was good money you know the 100k a year was good money and uh, I was like, damn, that's awesome. Well, fuck, I'm, I'm getting paid $7 an hour here. That was minimum wage, you know, back then. I'm like, yeah. So what I did is I was I was working and I got my class A license. I was able to, uh, you know, uh, pick up a job right away. Just, uh, you know, hauling uh, containers. Very, uh, very awful job. But I had to start somewhere because I didn't have no experience. But I was getting paid good money. Like I was getting paid five times you know more than what i was getting paid at the warehouse so it kind of yeah. took me out of my passion and i was chasing the money now and i got stuck there for 19 years truck driving trucks and uh i mean it did well for me because i always loved to work i always loved to make money so i was out there stacking my chips i was able to uh, buy my home out of truck driving so uh i bought my home my first uh house at 20 i was 20 years old so that's how fast i stacked up then at 21 i was able to buy uh my a bigger house you know with already had my my newborn and i had another one on the way so i had two boys you know i have two boys and my daughter my oldest is 22 years old moses my second is uh he's 19 isaiah and then my third uh that's my girl when she's 13 you know so i you know, I wanted a family. I wanted a family. So that's why it kind of deviated me from the fitness. And I went into truck driving because it, it was good money, you know, and it was something that, you know, I, like you didn't need schooling. You didn't need to go to college, you know. So it was something that, OK, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that, you know, because I need to make money, you know. So like I said, I lasted 19 years after that. I was like, that's it, man. Uh, I found you know, uh, I was going through these uh, difficult times, you know, because I was pretty much letting myself go. I was getting too stressed. I was, you know, just getting overweight. Um, I wasn't feeling good no more. And I was like, man, what am I doing to myself? You know, this ain't me. You know, I ain't trying to be like this, feel like shit, look like shit. It wasn't me because I never really let myself go. You know, 55 pounds overweight was a lot for me, you know. And uh, I said, I got to do something, man. But I was working out, but as I got older, I was already 37 years old. And I was like, damn, my body's changing. My body's, you know, I feel tired. I work out and I don't feel good no more. But I never really focus on nutrition because I was always eating whatever I want. And I always kept active. You know, I worked out, hit the weights, and uh, I was always uh, decent, you know, decent. Not, not all big, but I was decent and strong. I was strong. I used to... Uh, bench a lot 405 squat 405 i was uh up there on weight but uh yeah towards the, uh, you know you know towards the end i started feeling like fuck every, everything was hurting me uh like i said i was 55 pounds overweight so i was trying to look for answers you know i was 
I started to read, you know, as I was truck driving, I used to listen to a lot of uh, health books, a lot of, uh, you know, motivational, bo- uh, uh, motivational uh, audio books, you yeah. know, because I used to drive, you know, far, you know, I used to shuttle to Vegas back and forth. So I was like, man, I, I need to know that how to lose this weight and, and how to build, like, what do these bodybuilders do? You know, like, how do they get that body? I never had like a six pack before. I never had definition. So I needed to know, but like I said, man, you still got to apply it, you know? So my, my downfall was that I was so soaked up and, and, and filled with knowledge, but I didn't apply it. So that was a big problem. So 2019, 2019 is when I found my coach that I reached out to, which it was Wes Watson. You know, I seen, you know, I got introduced, uh, uh, by by one of my uh, good friends, you know, at a handball court, you know, that we were having, me and him were playing handball and uh, with some other, uh, you know, individuals, you know, and another friends. And he he brought him up to my attention and then I, I seen him and uh, man, it was it was impressive. You know, he had the the body, you know, he came from the same background as I did. You know, uh, it's just the, the gangster lifestyle, you know, the gang lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of yeah, so it kind of like clicked right away. Like, okay, well, this fuck, this guy knows something that I want. You know, I want to fucking be like that. I want to get built like that. Like, he knows some something. You know, and then he was speaking a lot of wisdom, which that was already. Uh, I was already stepping into the mindset game. I was already yeah. stepping into the personal development. I was already reading. You know, these uh, Marcus Aurelius. I was already getting deep into the. Uh, uh, listening to all these guys that were coming up, like Ed Matlett, uh Tony Robbins, all these motivational speakers, you know, trying to shift that mind in how to become better and how to be successful. So when he was talking about the same shit, I kind of, you know, I kind of clicked with them. You know, I understood what he was saying. So then that's when I reached out to him. And uh, sure enough, I, you know, I did my research and, and see who he was. A couple of my people knew him that were in prison with them, you know? So that even made it easier for me to reach out to them and say, hey, man, what's up, man? I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm, I see here that you provide some kind of service and, 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 you know, I'm trying to get a body like that, man. How? What do I got to do? And that's when I got introduced to macros, macronutrients, you know, how to track your macros, how to track your... I didn't know what the fuck a macro was. When he said macros, I was like, what fuck is macros? What is that? <laughs> I was clueless, man. I didn't understand none of that shit. And uh, yeah, it took me a while to understand it. And and for me to really like, like, fuck, trust the process. You know, what everybody fails is they don't trust the process. Like, here you go, Lee. There's a set of macros. You need to have them structured, you know, for your, for, for the goal that you want. Building yeah. muscle, you know, uh, burning fat, you know, there's a blueprint to follow. There's a blueprint to adhere to but nobody's doing it because everybody's skeptical everybody thinks that oh no it can't be that that's it like come on there's got to be something magical or, or a pill it's none of that it's following the damn blueprint so when i did that i i just put all my trust in it and i said okay you know if, if he's telling me then fuck i'm gonna do it because obviously he has the results if somebody else would have told me that and didn't have the results it's hard for me to believe that you know, yeah. but this individual had what I've been looking for, what I've been striving to, you know, uh, be somebody that's, you know, had the size, 
had the you know the six pack and uh and look good and feel good you know so once i yeah. did that once i did that i followed the plan i was uh i was being coached uh for like two years with them you know under his uh, uh coaching uh mindset fitness and nutrition you know i was there for two years it took me one year to have that transformation that's roaming around the 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 web and shit that was one of the best transformations that uh a lot of people ever see coming from a hispanic you know hispanic you know meaning you know people that are you know are from my descent you know mexicans yeah. so to be like that it's like it's like damn man i i opened up the doors for a lot of people to be like damn well fuck. i thought it, it was not possible so it, that's everybody thought that that's not possible to get a six-pack at 40 years old and i was able to pull it off and that's when it just rained so everybody was hitting me up hey what did you do or how do i do it can you help me this and that so that's when i was like i went to my coach and i go hey could you teach me what you're doing how to help people how could you teach me what you do and he's like fuck yeah i'll do that i was his first student i was yeah. his first student for him to teach me what he was doing which it was an online coach helping people you know get ripped get in shape and uh throughout the process the mindset the mindset changed because that plays a big role especially in my field because uh i started with fitness and now what i do more is mindset and yeah, the yeah. it's just the backbone you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. That I use. yep yeah so much to unpack there you'll find yeah, I didn't want to keep going, man. So you could stop me, Lee. You could stop me. And say, okay. <laughs> me, I, I was happy just to sit back and listen, man. You're a machine, mate. You're an absolute machine. Right, so like, I want to go right back to the very start because something you said right at the start interested me immediately. And this, this is just a part of my curiosity here. And it goes back to the days when you were working in that warehouse, eh, packing the, the protein bars. And this is just for my own... Uh, knowledge see those bars that they made in the factory do they get sent to different companies yes the sir. same bars but yep. the the packaging is different so for example i would have bought a metarex bar or a, a, a different company but they're the same bars absolutely the, no well look at you everybody had their different ingredients it was almost the same thing like and you know what i learned this throughout later on the years went by that there's only two big companies that do protein powders yeah. everybody gets them from two there's two big uh companies that get distributed to different uh places it's yeah. not like yeah. there it's not like there's different little warehouses doing different kind of protein shakes no there's only two big companies in the world that make protein powder so so trip out on that same thing with us we were making the bars for a lot of uh other brands you know eas matrix jenny craig you know eas you know uh power bar the, uh, just just it, say for instance you said like hey you know what uh i'm gonna start a a, a protein bar it's called lee uh <laughs> strong and strong fitness you know uh, that's what you want to name it okay so We'll, we'll have all the, the label, your wrapper with all the ingredients, and, and then you'll have like a, a formula of like what you want in it, you know, how much protein, how much uh, fat you want it to have. 
and then you give us the recipe, and then we used to uh, they used to handle it there. Yeah, you know, they, used to, they used to make it from scratch. I used to see. I was the I was the one that worked on the warehouse, so I used to unload all the trucks. I used to unload all the cocoa, the chocolate, the vanilla extract, all the glutamine, all the all the top of the line, you know, ingredients to make that. You know, I used to unload it and then uh, take it to the back where that's where they used to do all the mixing, all the the packaging, all the labels. Yeah, we did it all. Yeah, I mean. Like, you know how some people work in McDonald's and they eventually don't eat McDonald's because they work there, they're sick of the sight? Did you feel the same way about protein bars? I just had so many that I was like, ah, you know, like, I, I didn't, yeah, I was just eat them. I, I could take whatever I want there, man. It was just like overwhelming, but then it's like, it's like candy, you know? So I was just like, didn't really like, like care about it no more man i used to give them away like you know i didn't really like value it like now it's like i have my protein bars that i get from my uh sponsors that that they send me and um i'm like oh man i'm I'm gonna use this i could only eat one a day you know i can't eat protein bars all day long you know it has a lot of carbs a lot of you know fat so now nah, yeah i keep it at a minimum but before it was like I'll just eat them just to eat them, you know? I didn't take it that serious. I yeah. didn't know. So, do, are you are you a supplements guy? Do you, like, promote supplements yourself, and do you use them? Uh, no, the only thing that I promote is protein powder because uh, it's needed. Just in case you cannot have five solid meals, I'll tell all my clients, hey, you know what? You could have two protein shake max, but that's it because uh, food is king. Food is what's going to get all the nutrients in there, and it's going to uh, burn more calories through digestion. A protein shake, it's already pre-digested. It doesn't really burn that much, you know. So I would recommend you, and I'd rather you have a whole meal of food, and uh, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Because uh, a protein shake is just more convenient. A protein shake, I just need it so you could hit your protein number for the day. That's it. It's not really like you have to have a protein shake. No, I rather you eat food, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really push supplements. The only thing I push is protein powder, which I use, so I push that, and then uh, uh, pre-workout, you know, because I use yeah. pre-workout. Yeah, it makes sense because you're big on macros and protein as a macronutrient, so mm-hmm. it kind of fits in with your philosophy in that respect. So... When you were a truck driver, you said something that that resonated with me, because when you're like when you have a young family, things can get difficult in terms of nutrition, because it's it's selfish for someone to have a really really strict diet when they have a young family, because eating food can be about fun at times. It's an emotional issue as well we have food with the family we celebrate with the family it goes beyond the fuel argument that people like to put forward so what you said there and the fact that you were truck driving which meant that your access to nutrition it wasn't limited but you know what it's like when guys are on the road it's not like they're taking fucking 20 tupperware dishes with them they're eating on the hop i would imagine so it would have put you in quite a, it would have put you in a certain place with regards to your nutrition at that point, which sounds to me like it was a trigger 
for you changing it? Because that's a really hard situation to deal with on a nutritional level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lee. And that's a big, big thing right now because I understand them. I have a lot of truck drivers on my team because they resonate with me. They know what I'm talking about because I drove for 19 years. I know their excuses. I know what they go through. I know that it is hard. It is difficult, yeah. but we could, but we could still make it happen. The only reason why I'm able to fucking connect the dots and help them out is because I've been there. I lived it. Yeah, so yeah. me, yeah, finding out that, you know what? Look, it, we could do this. We could do this. We could adjust this. Prep here. Carry this. It's it, it, it's it's a, it's like an eye-opener because what we do when we're out there in the road, we're just so focused on trying to get home, finish up, that, you know, we just get something to eat real quick and we don't even pay attention. We just get, like, uh, Wendy's, McDonald's, uh, KFC real quick, something quick so we could eat and then keep going, keep driving. We can't sit down and have a meal and enjoy it like we should. So we're always in a rush. So we always yeah. go get like chips. Let me get a soda, something easy, something quick. But eventually it will catch up to you. And that's what people don't realize that years go by and they're like, shit, how did I get like this? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause we don't, you know, our bad habits that we created yeah. because we're always in a rush. And, and yeah. we don't sit and understand that, you know what, it's called, you know, preparation, you know, it's called, yeah. you know, uh, getting ready for the yeah. day, getting ready for the week. So now that yeah. I help my people plan better, it's about planning. Lee. That's, that's all it is. You just got to plan, but you could make it happen. It's very yeah. rare yeah. because... It it's, it's very interesting to me because I, like my mother's husband is a truck driver. He he does the night shift. He drives. Uh, he delivers gasoline to supermarkets, and uh, I understand that you have to factor in the stress factor of driving as well, and the loneliness factor. So food can become a comfort blanket because you're on the road and you're, you're away from your family for, for extended periods of time. The shifts are long, particularly if you've got a young family that are growing up. Oh, so, man, it, it's, a lon it's lonely. It's, it's lonely out there, man. It is it's, it's stressful. Uh, you want to hurry and come back because you miss them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I've been through all that, you know. It's, it's, yeah, I but it sounds like it gave you an advantage because you you were in a spot which is really like most people just eat shit. Let's be honest, they eat shit just to kind of make themselves happy throughout the day and they get into a, wee, a vicious circle. Whereas your circumstances were forcing that lifestyle. So it sounds like to me, like it gave you that advantage because they they say that once you you're at that place in the bottom, then the only way is up. Absolutely. You know, there, it, that's when you got you're sick of yourself. So you have to find something. Now you got now you start using your brain. You start using your mind like I, I got to do something, man. There, there's something out there. So you start, you know, searching. You start digging deeper on, on what could help you. A lot of people, the reason why they don't uh, they don't succeed or they don't make a move or they don't change is because they're half ass. You know, they're just right there in limbo. They didn't hit rock bottom yet. I, I had already hit rock bottom because of yeah. stress, my overweight, drinking more. And I was just like, I was getting speeding tickets because I, I didn't want to be out there no more. I used to get sent to 
oh, you're going to Arizona. I'm like, what the fuck, Arizona? Like, you know, you didn't tell me. He's like, well, that's all we got. It's kind of like it forces you to, like, do, like, shit. Like, okay, like, you're pissed off driving, and all of a sudden you're going 80 and, and just mad, and boom, get pulled over. I, I got to a point where, like, hey, one more speeding ticket, and we suspend your license, and now you're screwed. So I, I had to go to court for, to fight for that shit because I was just under so much stress just by how I felt, how I looked. So I was like, it was just, it wasn't me no more. Yeah. So you said during this period you were still training and you were quite strong. So let's 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 tap into that area, your fan. What what in what style were you training? Was it just conventional bodybuilding training? Were you doing buppies, uh, bodyweight stuff? It was mainly like you know, I would say powerlifting, man, because I wasn't taught hypertrophy training. I wasn't taught how to, you know, uh be a bodybuilder. I wasn't taught that there was different routines to get for different goals, you know, different workout routines to get different. There's hit training, there's power lifters, there's strongmen. There's there's different type of workouts for different goals, what you want to do. You know, me, when I was growing up, you know, my older people, my older homeboys that we call homeboys, which is like my, my friends, that's what we call yeah, them, homeboys, yeah. that were getting out of prison had this big look, they're they're strong, they're these fucking animals. And I asked them, hey, how, how do I get like that? I wanted to be like them because they were like, they were these big, strong men with just a lot of uh, influence and they were just mean and, and you know, they were, they were like somebody you would want to be, you know? So I used to tell them, hey, man, I want to get like that. How do you guys, how do you work out? They're like, just go to the gym, eat a lot and pick up a lot of weight. That's what they told me. So that was always in my head. I did that for years, not knowing that that's not how you work out. But, you know, obviously you will build, but you will have like a fat buff look, you know, you'll be like husky, strong, but there's no definition. There's just, you you have a lot of fat on top of the muscle pretty much, but yeah, you're strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that full house look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, Man, it, I was just so lost, and and all that too though caused a lot of injuries. Cause yeah, I had that in my head that you go to the gym and you go kill yourself and go destroy those weights. You don't come out of there fucking feeling great. You gotta come out of there feeling exhausted, <laughs> feeling feeling beat. You know that was the mentality. We have definitions all fucked up. I tell my clients that's exactly what you don't go do at the gym. You do not go over there and destroy your body. You go over there and heal your body and start building your body. It doesn't mean kill yourself on every rep, every set. That's that's not how you do it. The body's not going to respond well. And that's yeah. what I need to do. You know? Yeah. I think as you get older, you have to pick and choose your battles when it comes to the gym. Like, I, don't, I don't think, like, particularly when you're doing weights, I mean, I know guys who do go in and smash it all the time and they get great results, but everything else they do around about that is super on point, their nutrition, their recovery. It's almost scientific. Absolutely. Every aspect has to be so watertight, but I'd imagine that most of your clients and most people out there, it isn't super tight. There's going to be issues that crop up with regards to recovery possibly nutrition. So you need to pull the levers. 
in order to get the desired response. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And that's what I was missing. I didn't know none of that side. And I was missing the big piece of the puzzle, which it was, hey, how to recover. I used to go and kill the weights, but then I used to eat like crap. I used to eat whatever. I used to go have an in and out. I used to go have a big uh, yeah. you know, a big burrito after. I'm like, yeah, I hit the gyms. I feel good. Let's go have a burrito, a chicken burrito with, you know, rice, beans. That's too much carbs. That's too much fat. You do not intake that after you're done working out. You got to have a, a clean protein, low fat, you know, nice amount of carbs. I didn't know none of that. Yeah. You know, so I was lost on that. So when yeah. I started learning... I was like, wow, like this is something that is like, man, so new to me. And it was like a a, a rude awakening because uh, it changed my life. It changed my life on knowing that, you know what, I was destroying myself. Instead of building myself, I was destroying myself. Yeah. But you know, you'll find the problem is that Mexican food just tastes too fucking good. Oh, that's everybody's. Uh, yeah, they're, they're everybody that comes in, they're like, damn, I'm not going to eat no more tacos, no more of this. And I'm like, no, it's not that you're not going to eat that. It's that you're eating too much of that. You know, I go, you can still eat it, but you know, it's about portion control. Right away, everybody gets sad because they're like, well, you know, I love Mexican food. I go, no shit, I do too. I love yeah. Mexican food too. But it, it, it's just that I know that I used to eat a lot. I used to, I, I could take down fucking 13, 15 tacos in one yeah. shot if I, if I, you know, if I wanted to, but that was yeah. not good for my body, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, I, I, there's some similarities with your story with regards to your nutritional strategy at that point, because it was very similar to mine's. My knowledge of nutrition was, I mean, it was, it was as good as it got at that time, but I, I was under the belief that if I went to the gym and killed the weights, then I could eat whatever I wanted yes that's that's what i that's my mentality too that's exactly yeah. how i talk and a lot of people yeah. there's millions of people thinking the same way lee the same yeah because when i talk yeah. to them i'm like yeah i used to think like that and you're wrong i tell them yeah. that but yeah i was there <laughs> yeah because like i i would leave the gym and like I, I would go to kfc and i would be thinking it's got a lot of protein in it and yeah. my body will use the nutrition because a guy on the internet or even a book that I'd read had told me that I need to eat big to get big. But when they told me that I was going to get big, they never really said it was going to, I was going to get fat, which is what, was yeah. going to be the, the actual result. Because obviously nutritional quality is going to dictate results because like, well, we know that because we ate they the shit. They forgot to tell you that piece about, hey, you're going to gain fat too. They forgot to put that in there. Like, yeah, you need to eat to get big, but not yeah. in a, you gotta eat in a structured manner. That's exactly what I was told. Hey, you gotta eat to get big. You wanna get big, you gotta eat. And I'm like, Yeah, well, what do you mean eat? You go work out and then go eat. Yeah, and, and you gotta eat if you wanna be big. And I'm like, okay. And that was I was a teenager, I was about 15, 16, you know, and I was that's what I always had in my head. I never asked nobody else because I heard it from my older homies i heard it from somebody that i wanted to be like so i just said okay that's what i'm gonna do and i did yeah. that for years yeah do you know it's, it's very interesting because ultimately it's a blanket statement it's just something thrown. it's almost a coping strategy thrown up by guys who don't want to go into the nuts and bolts of what actually works they just want to throw out 
eat big, get big. That's all you have to do because then you then you can't really challenge them on it because you might take them out of their comfort zone. So it's, it's it's almost like it's just a throwaway comment, but guys buy into it because most guys want to be big. Absolutely. And not only that, a lot of people don't, they, they don't have the patience or they don't even have the knowledge to break it down or make you understand like, oh no, I meant this. This is what I really meant. When I say yeah. eat to get big, I meant, okay, you got to eat uh, X amount of carbs, X amount of protein, X amount of carbs. They just tell you eat to get big. So you just have that, you know, in, in your mind about just eating. But a lot of times, a lot of people, they just don't have the, the time or the patience to explain what it is, you know, or they don't yeah. even, you know, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to sit there and explain to you, oh, yeah, this is how I did it, you know. But I think it's, it's a comfort blanket for guys because they see it happening fast. They see themselves starting to take shape when the reality is, is they're not really building that much muscle. They're just accumulating a lot of fat because the body can the body stores fat quite easily, which makes sense from an, an evolutionary standpoint because we survive on fat when we don't have food because it is ultimately stored energy. I mean, I yep. might be wrong. This is probably getting a bit too sciencey in that respect. Whereas the body doesn't need a lot of muscle. If anything, too much muscle is probably detrimental to survival in some respects because you need to consume more calories to sustain it. Yep. So when you take that mindset and apply it to what you're saying and think, wait, muscle building is actually very slow. Gaining fat is actually very fast. So you need to understand that if your nutrition is on point, then you will just have to be very, very fucking patient. Absolutely, Lee. And and I mean, you're you're a knowledgeable guy, man. Everything that you're saying is it's on the money, man, because that's exactly what I tell these people. They're like, hey, you your body ain't stupid. Your body, you know, it's gonna hold on to fat because it's it's survival, a survival mechanism, you know, like. You get an X amount because they're like, oh, this is all the fat I'm getting. I go, yeah, you're getting enough fat. You got energy. We're trying to get the fat off, not give you more fat. Why would I give you more fat? The fat that you have that I send you to, you know, structure, what you could have for the day, that's it. That's hormone function, uh, lubrication of the joint. That's what's going to keep the body in motion and actually, you know, being healthy because you do need fat. It's not like you can't live without fat. fat the body needs fat. But the problem is that you're eating too much of it. So the body's like, hey, you know what? I'm fucking chilling now, man. You know, so you just start storing fat after fat. That right there is like, you know, people, you know, we just, uh, we got too comfortable over the years. You know, everything's uh, easy. So we eat whenever we feel like it. Like you said, for, you know, emotion, emotional reasons, uh, uh, sadness, depression, uh, happiness, uh, celebration. All that is towards food. So food's all around us. We can't get rid of food. That's just a habit that we have. That's something that's it's here to stay. But what we gotta realize is that all that yeah. you know has has his his uh it has a, a a plan you know where you have to follow so you won't overdo it you know because we have food in abundance. We never had that before back in the day. So now that's why yeah. there's a lot of people fat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I think, like, and you will deal with this when you have clients who need to lose weight. And I've, 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 I've spoke about this in a few of the podcasts because it's, 
it's just something that like really bothers me and it's it's the mindset that that, that is attached to fat loss and it's a mindset of fear people fear fat loss because ultimately they know they are going to become hungry at some point and people lose their minds at the idea of hunger because they know what it's like to be hungry it's they, they start feeling faint and it's like oh fuck i've got the energy i'm feeling a bit dizzy but when you're knee deep in the fitness game that becomes even more profound because you start to factor in things like muscle loss and like performance decreases when it's just all it's just your mind is ultimately playing tricks on you absolutely man and like i said i tell all my clients i go when they tell me oh i feel hungry i go you don't know what hunger is you're in america man that's not hunger those are cravings that you have <laughs> you have to feel a little of discomfort that means you're burning the fat that you have in there you're you're not hungry man you got plenty of food in there you know best believe you have plenty of food so it's the mindset you know like you said mindset is so powerful that you're just so used to getting up going to the fridge opening the fridge and getting what you want because you're bored oh i'm bored let me go get some chips let me go get some cookies you know you're bored you're not hungry you're just bored so you want to put some in your mouth but now that we restrict that it's the habits that you had it's not hunger so you're going to start feeling you know those cravings again and people write oh i'm hungry i got it no it's not hunger it's cravings is what you're having because you're used to getting what you want you're used to going and putting stuff in your mouth when you just feel bored when you feel happy when you uh feel depressed when you have anxiety everything's like that's like a comfort you know that's comfortness right there so you go see yeah. that you know? Yeah. So, like, you've you've made me, you've you've gave me food for thought. Actually, pardon the pun. And it's like, why are people bored, right? Like, because, and why do they seek comfort to replace that boredom? There's something weird about that to me because I think, like, our hardware or the human software is not far removed from our ancestors, who would have never been bored because they would have had no food to comfort in that respect. They would have had to hunt food. So why in this day and age when we've got so much available to us, right? We've got TVs, we've got Netflix, we've got smartphones. We've got the ability to talk to people over the opposite side of the world on a TV screen. But we're bored. It's because, you know, now we're we're in a, we're in times where, like, everything's so easy yeah. That uh, you you end up you know just like everything's at your disposal. So what society is doing, society is making you lazier. Society yeah. is making you not think because uh, why should I think? Uh, society makes you have a job that's gonna be enough for you to survive, for you to uh, just stay content. Not so the hardest thing to do as humans is think. That's why nobody engages on it. So society. Has us fool thinking that you should do less, that when you get out of work, hey, go kick your feet up, go have your beer, go relax, go have some food. Society has us fooled with everything that goes around commercials, you know, infomercials, uh, uh, games that you're watching, football, basketball. There's this delicious hamburger coming at you. You're there sitting watching the game, you know, all of a sudden, oh man, I want a hamburger. Oh, I want that pizza. 
oh, I want those fucking uh, uh, chili nachos and shit. Like, all that shit that they're throwing at you. See what I'm saying? All yes. that is... They're putting that in your in your head. They're putting that in, in your brain. So you could start yeah. just, you know, getting... Uh, it, it's like a magnet, you know? They know how to advertise. They know how to get you to... Uh, you know what? Let me let me let me pick up the phone and I'm gonna have that delivered to my door in 20 minutes. You know, easy. Yeah, right? I know firsthand. I, I always remember this night when I was watching TV and it was a chocolate commercial and there was like a round chocolate and it had the caramel swirling in and I started getting fucking hypnotized. Right, and I had to run to the, the, the store, as yeah. we call it. They know and they buy know chocolate. This Canadian just came out of nowhere. See, it makes it, man, it makes me want, when you say caramel when you said caramel right now because that's that's my what, my weakness I love caramel then you you trigger me you trigger me I'm like what fuck I already started picturing now what you're talking about it's already in my head see how easy that is because it's, so <laughs> so imagine if you don't have discipline if you don't have a plan if you don't have a blueprint to follow you'll be like fuck man I want that you know it sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and 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 when you think about it as well, the environments like it's it's so set against us because these foods they're, they're not just like single ingredient foods; they're, they're made to be hyper palatable. They're made with ingredients that just make us crave more. They're so tasty that the ratios of it. ingredients are per- they're scientific. It's almost like drugs in that respect. No, yeah, they 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 have it uh, where you you become addicted to it. You know, it's 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 simple as that. You know, sugar is worse than cocaine. Sugar is one of the, it, sugar is one of the main ingredients out there that is killing a lot of people. But it's legal, so nobody really sees it as, you know, as bad because uh, it's not their fault. Yeah. The problem is because everybody's like, okay, well, let's just end sugar and all this. Uh, you know, all this processed food, let's, okay, well, that's not how you solve the problem. The way you solve the problem is by, you know, understanding that they're there for a reason, but we're just overindulging. We're over abusing, you know? So that's why people are like, oh, well, if anybody should go to jail is the people that make all these foods and all that. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) The reason why they don't go to jail is because they're not, they're not telling you or forcing you to put that in your mouth. You're doing it out of your own will. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, they put yeah. it out there, make it look pretty, but they're not, they don't have a gun to your head saying, hey, eat this Twinkie, eat this cake. Nah, you're you're participating. So I mean, it's it's like it's it's like same thing, like, oh well, you know, people that, that distribute cocaine or or that are uh, that's illegal and they get in trouble. Why ain't they getting in trouble? At the end of the day, here. You know, those are men, you know, uh, men's laws, you know, so it's not like you could like I tell those people that talk like that. I'm like, you know what? You're just you know what? You're just out of control. That's an excuse for you, because what you're saying is out of your range to fix. You know, if you don't fix yourself, how the fuck are you going to try to fix something that's out of your league? You know, yeah. like people right away, they'll they'll try to go see like, oh, well, it's their fault. It's their, they're the, the problem. No, the problem is you because you're under control. Like, forget yeah. them. This is this yeah. is a choice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. The thing about sugar, though, is that we are introduced to it from a very early age. It's like we can't escape it. 
Like sugar addiction is is the thing that has dominated my entire life. We uh, have a drink in in Scotland called Iron Brew. It's like a fizz. I think it's actually illegal in America due to an ingredient that has probably like a preservative or a colouring. But we're given that from the age of two or three years old. It's like Scotland's national drink. It's like fucking Coca-Cola, but it's orange. Wow. Well, yeah, it's probably the same thing like Coca-Cola. And you I remember like I, I would go with my dad and he would always have a bottle of Iron Brew in his pocket and, he, and me and my sister would be like wanting some to have and he would put it in a little cork like that, just a tiny little bit and tease us with it. But we would be there like a pair of fucking junkies trying to drink this. Well, same, <laughs> yeah, same over here in America. You see a two-year-old, a three-year-old with a soda, a Coke. <laughs> a Coke. Like, like uh, not even, I don't even want to put nobody out there, but, you know, like my nephew, and I'm not going to say what side, because they'll probably be like, hey, he's talking about me. But uh, my nephew, like, fuck, he's three years old. And, and and I'm like, what the hell is he doing with the soda? Oh, if I don't give it to him, he'll cry. And I'm like, well, he's a kid. Like, what? Let him cry. But see what I'm saying is like, so it, here you go, man. Boom. And you, you have a three-year-old walking around with Coke, a Coke soda bottle. How crazy is that? So w- when you're dealing with clients and you are like calculating their macros, uh, how do they tend to find the process? Do you find that your ability to focus more on mindset becomes the 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 overriding arc of the the, the coaching experience? Uh, yeah, a lot of coaches reach out to me and they, they ask me like, "What where is uh, what's my main focal point?" Because as you know, I have a lot of transformations on here on my team. I got a lot of people that are killing it, smashing it. And you know what? It is mindset, you know, because if your mindset, if you're so screwing the head with bad habits, with disbelief, you know, limiting beliefs that you have on yourself of uh, knowing that I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm always going to feel like shit. So your mind's fucked right now. You know, so you're, that's the problem. Okay. So if your mind's messed up like that, you don't give a shit about nutrition, about working out. Now, we got to fix you here first. Once we start instilling, you know, a higher purpose in why you're going to do this, when we get deep in your in your soul and I pull it out of you saying, like, look it, you know, you have kids? Most of them do, you know? Yeah. And I go, okay, well, how would you like it if, uh, you know, your daughter... You know, when he get when she's going to get married, you're not going to be there the way you're going. You're not going to be able to see her get married. You're not going to be able to see your son graduate because the route that you're going. So let's let's just put a, a, a bigger why, a reason why we're going to do this, a reason why we have to stay committed to the results that are going to benefit you, not only you, which Fuck, you're you're almost fucking borderline diabetic, or a lot of people I get they already have health issues. I'm like, you gotta fucking put a, a greater meaning into what you're doing because you've been so stuck on your selfish desires that you're not gonna just snap out of it and say, okay, I'm gonna do it. Nah, 
I, I get them where it hurts. Yeah. I touch, I touch those subjects that they don't want to hear. So once I fucking put that in their head, now they're thinking different. Now they're like, oh, shit. Like, now you <laughs> hit me where it hurts, you know? Yeah, because if I just said, oh, yeah, we're going to work out, macro, they're, they're, they're like, okay. Those people, they'll, they'll jam. Once they go hit a workout, they'll be like, oh, I don't like how this feel. <laughs> you know? Fuck, they, they, I'm sore. You know, like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, sore because you woke everything up. You know? <laughs> See what okay, I'm right. so, so that's interesting because like you spoke about how you know some people will quit so do you find that there's there's red flags that appear with clients that you take on board uh what, what's that again the red flags like do red do, do you identify red flags oh yes yes absolutely i pick up real quick see yeah. i'm a good listener and i absorb and, and then throughout, you know, even on calls, because I'm on calls all day long, I could already start, you know, uh, reading them, you know, like just how they speak, what they talk, you know, the questions. Because I ask questions. I listen, and then I ask a question. I listen, and then I ask a question. Okay. And when they, and when they answer, I'm already thinking like, okay, where am I going to uh, – we're gonna, where am I going to hit them with where, where it hurts, where they're going to think yeah. different? Because a lot of times they're so clouded and they don't even think of, of the shit that they're doing, like what yeah. they're doing to their family. They just think that it's about them because I get a lot of people that they have uh, alcohol problems, right? And they're like, well, fuck, you know, what is it to them? That, that's my life. I go, yeah, no shit, motherfucker. It is your life. And yeah, you don't give a shit about yourself, but what about your kids that you're affecting? I know you don't like yourself because you're like you. You just told me right now. Well, what is it to 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 them? Like this is my life. I don't give a shit. Well, no shit, you don't give a shit. I know that, but it's not about you. It's about your kids that gotta put up with your shit. Your kids that gotta watch you do that. So, in other words, what you're doing is setting the example because okay, you're gonna fucking you know. Destroy your, destroy your life, and now the cycle continues because your kids are going to see, well, fuck, my dad did it, or let me do that too. So see how I start getting in their head is that therapy that they need, you know, that uh, wake-up call, yeah. you know, them to actually see what's going on, you know, what they're really doing to not them, it's like the people around them, which is love. You know, you yeah. love your kids. Everybody says, oh, I'll die for my kids. I'll do anything for my kids. Really? So... What is it then? Is it just talk? Because it's not love. It's not just, you know, love's a verb. It's not just saying, oh, I love you, son. Well, are you showing love? Are you showing them that you love them? You know, because you got to yeah. you gotta fucking actually, you know, action. That's love. Not just saying, yeah. oh, I love you, son. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And would you say you, your experiences as a truck driver and being at that point allow you to identify those those issues that people may have and have that ability to hit them quite hard to make them see that things are operating at a deeper level and they need, need to look at it through that lens uh well it's just it's just life man life in general you know because you know what i went through my culture of my upbringings, you know, what I seen throughout my life with my family, with my parents, with my uncles, 
you know, like I said, I've always been a good observer that I absorb things and, and I see things. And and I was the, I told this to myself, like, this is, this where, where people are like, oh, well, how do you be a good parent? How do you become a good dad? Me, what I told myself at a young age, before all this shit, I was like, I'm just going to do everything that I never had as a kid because I didn't have a dad. I didn't have no role model like that. Nobody, you know, uh, you know, taught me how to do nothing. I learned this through the streets. I learned this to, uh, through other men that I seen, you know. So I just told myself, like, uh, I'm going to do the opposite. So when I had my family, I, I had my kids in sports. I had my kids well put together. I was always there for them. I was always listening to them. I was doing everything the opposite. So I learned a lot through life of what not to do. Because a lot of shit is like what not to do. Instead of like, okay, this is what you got to do. No, it's a lot of like what not to do. Because what we're doing a lot of wrong shit. You know, a lot of things that we you know better that you shouldn't be doing. You know, so it's always yeah. reminding yourself of what not to do instead of adding more to your shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, so let's change it up a little bit. Let's move on to the, the training experience that you offer so a client comes to you and they're obviously the nutritional side has obviously been taken care of at this point how do you program their training what do you like do they come to you and say i want to get a look like this and you will create a program which is like conducive to them achieving that look or do they ask you they want to train in a certain way or no, uh, what I do is like I always, li like I said, I listen to them. And, and most of the times, a lot of people, you know, this is where they mess up because uh, it's not one size fits all, you know. So I get to listen to them. I see, you know, their lifestyle. I always uh, go by, okay, well, how tall are you? How much you weigh? How old are you? That's going to be a, a big factor because if they're around my age, okay, I know where they're at. Did you play sports? Have you ever played sports? Did you ever work out? All that is a big piece of how I'm going to structure your macros. You know, in 99%, everybody wants to look good and feel good. So I already know they want to build muscle and they want to look some kind of like, I go to the gym, you know, like not like, well, I've been going to the gym, but you don't look it, you know? So I know men, that's what they want. They want a, a certain look as, as, you know, as, as genetically possible, you know, and, uh, Get the fat off. I already know that. So it, that I already know. Your level of uh, training and your level of uh, intensity, I get to know all that when I structure your routine by how they, you know, pretty much how they uh, describe their lifestyle, you know, because I get a lot of people that are in the military. Okay, this guy's a high level. I got people that are firefighters. Okay, this guy's high level. So I get to know, okay, I'm going I'm to give them these workouts and see what the feedback is you know because this guy should be able to be um his uh intensity should be able to handle this workout that i'm giving him six days a week now i get 300 pounder a guy that's a truck driver a guy that never worked out well i can't give him no six days he's gonna be like fuck that i can't you know how am i gonna do that when i never even done it that's where people fuck up i'm like okay what could you give me like, I'll be like, Lee, what could you, uh, what could you honestly, you know, uh, give me of, you know, of your workout time? Could you give me two, three days? Two, three days. Let's start with two, three days. Let's start with full body workouts three days out of the week. <clears throat> could you commit to that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We start on there. You know, it's better to be committed to three 
days out of the week than me telling you, hey, go do six, and then after one or two weeks, you won't see them no more. They'll disappear. They'll yeah, just, yeah. They won't even call you. They'll, they're embarrassed. You know, they just don't know what to tell you because, you know, a man's not going to tell you, fuck, I can't do all this, man. They just, <laughs> you know, I already experienced that before. Like, they just won't call you. So I'm like, hey, what happened? Oh man, I just I just quit, man. I couldn't I couldn't do all that. That shit was hard for me, man. It, I threw up or I felt dizzy. So I started, you know, getting these feedbacks. So that's when I started like, okay, well, I gotta start tailoring it to so I started learning through the process, you know, of how to structure workouts because everybody's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I've always been a big believer with regards to your first goal should be trying to achieve a certain amount of workouts within a month. I think people like come into gyms with high expectations because they don't have the knowledge of what actually happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to do this, I want to do that. But it's like, no, just get in the gym like 12 times in a month. Just that's it. Even if that means just walking through the fucking doors, jumping on a treadmill for five minutes and leaving again. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters at this point. We want to cultivate that habit. There you go. You said it. We have to cultivate a habit. These guys don't have a habit. So if you go and tell them to go from zero to 100, oh, they're going to crash. They're going to crash because that have the body's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Like, I'm not going to do that. You see what I'm saying? So you end up setting them up for failure. So yeah. here is like I tell people that they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm No, no, no. You're not going to do none of that. I go, you're going to pump your brakes. You're going to work out. And nutrition is key. You know, nutrition is 80% of the results. So because a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I went and ran Guerrero and I went and did extra and i did double uh workouts today i'm like i didn't tell you to do that just because you're motivated and pumped up don't set yourself up for that focus on what i gave you and and that's it you know don't because right now they come in pumped up motivated so they want to do a lot and they're going to set themselves up for failure because when you come in and do a lot you're going to crash your body's going to respond in a manner that you're going to be like oh damn I don't want to do this no more. I, I don't fuck, man. And now, now I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, that's why you cannot come in like that. You got to you gotta walk before you run. You got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you run. And people don't want to do that. They want to come in here and do everything. Like, yeah. oh, I could do burpees. I'm like, no, you're, we're not even adding burpees yet. Oh, I could do sit-ups. I'm like, no, you can't even do sit-ups yet. Just go through the workouts. Yeah, because they want to tell you how to... How to coach them? I'm like, nah, man. You gotta just listen. Yeah, yeah. But but you're up against that mindset of instant gratification. People want results now, and particularly when they're paying for them. So how do you like like? So you spoke about the nutritional side when you have to rein someone in. How do you rein someone in with the training when they start to get, oh, like, they're like, fuck, like, I'm dying, I can't continue this, I'm in a lot of pain, I'm struggling. How do you, how do you pull them back in? I tell them that that's temporary, you know, that, you know, your body's going to adapt, you know, right now what you're doing, you're waking up your body is something that you never done before. That's why I always tell them, like, that's why you're only going to get three workouts throughout the week, but everybody has to pay the piper. Everybody feels those pains there's not one person that says oh i never felt nothing no everybody does when the first time that you worked out i'm pretty sure you were sore 
for a few yeah, days. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So th- these guys don't know that. They're like, hey, that's temporary. Pain is temporary. But you know what? It'll fade away. It'll get better. Your body will adapt. You know, so uh, it's just talking to them and drilling them up, drilling them and letting them know that, you know what? This here, that's why it's earned. A body, yeah, a physique, a look, it's its earned. You can't just go yeah. buy it. Everybody's, I got people that have money on the on my team with Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and they're like, damn, man, it's easier for me to make money than the six-pack. I can't get a six-pack. I go, yeah, because you're spoiled. I go, you always had what you wanted, and now that you know you can't buy abs, you're fucking cracking. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I tell them. And they're like, fuck, you're right, girl. Like, damn, man. Like, I go, I know you want to look good in front of that Ferrari. I know you do. I know you want to peel your shirt off, take some good pictures, because uh, that's what you're missing. Everybody wants what they don't have, and that's what they don't have. But that's yeah. earned. The yeah. body, that's earned. You can't buy it. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like abs are a status symbol now. Like years ago, it was the Ferrari, but like if that guy's in front of the Ferrari, the Ferrari's not a status symbol. It's the fucking abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, it, that's that's it's it, like that's it, everybody before they used it as instant gratification. You know, they're like, "Well, I'm gonna pull up with my car, this and that." Yeah, but that's that's just played out, man. We gotta see who's coming out out of that car. Is it a stud or is it a shot out fucking dude that has no discipline? You know. <laughs> I I used to work in a gym years ago and a, a woman came in and we used to like show them around the gym and she I was I showed her some kettlebell squats and she did them and I never seen her again for about two weeks and she came back into the gym and she grabbed me by the arm and she had a look of venom in her eyes like she fucking hated me and she was like you fucking tried to kill me you tried to kill me last time I was in the gym. You, you and like I was actually like taken aback because that was her interpretation of that next day pain, which yeah. like guys like me and you, we embrace that because we know that's and I know that the science suggests that DOMS doesn't mean that anything's taking place, but even though the science says that, my head says otherwise. If I feel DOMS, I think like this shit's fucking working, man. Yeah, that shit's fucking working, but that's the mindset you need to cultivate because the doms can put people off in that respect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's why uh, mindset will trump all that, and, and minds in the in the mind will trump science. What science says as well, because how many outliers have you seen that they're like, oh fuck, that's impossible, but they did it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. fuck, damn, this guy's he's an outlier. Is what they call him, like oh the rare one because. He went against the grain, you know. He went yeah. against what? That then that's when they started bringing out that definition. Oh, that's bro science, you know. Like <laughs> this guy's bro science. He's not. That, that's not science. That's bro. That's bro science, you know. They call it like, oh, that's just something that, you know, only certain people will get outliers. So don't even, you know, go by what they're doing. No, it's the mind. If the mind is, you, you're telling the mind what what you're capable of doing, and if you think about it, you're able to pull it off. You know, the mind's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, you're fine. I'm, I'm going to have to wrap this up, but I've, I've had an awesome time. I'm not going to lie. So, if you could just stay on before, like, after I've ended the recording. But just before I do go, can you please tell the viewers or listeners where they can find you on YouTube, Instagram, and any other social media platforms? 
Yeah, absolutely. And then could I do a, a quick little uh, story? So, you know, I could yeah. say, okay, so you let me know when I do that. But yeah, check it out, man. You guys could find me on IG. That's where I share my life. You know, that's where I share a lot of information, my wake up, you know, uh, my wake up time when I go to the gym. I share my story there on IG, Guerrero Double Underscore Fitness. I got a YouTube video that's called Guerrero Lifestyle. That's where I break down a lot of this mindset, a lot of questions that I get asked. You could go there. My videos drop every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturday. You know, today I dropped a video speaking on on uh, definition of success. You know, so people could go in there and I could explain better because when I do my live Q and A's, it's too fast sometimes. You know, I don't got enough time. But uh, there, they could go there and and check it out. And TikTok. You know, I'm on TikTok and Facebook. You know, same thing. Guerrero Fitness. They'll find Should me there. Superb, my man. Listen, that was an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, man. This this was badass, man. You you you. Uh, I actually uh, talked a lot of a lot of stuff that I haven't said before on other podcasts. You know, you have because yeah, because yeah. you let me kind of speak, and then when I when I go to other podcasts, sometimes I get asked I get asked questions, so I just answer them. You know, <laughs> but now I was like, it was more like, okay, well, I want to see this, and I'm like, oh shit, this is new. So I'm, you know, it was it was awesome, man. It was it was good. It, this is new. A lot of people haven't heard a lot of this. Uh, this about me, you know, about my yeah, truck. yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I've obviously uh, lured that information out of you, brother. But anyway, listen, thanks very much. I really appreciate that. Take care, my man. Absolutely, Bruno. Thank you.